Awesome. Thank you so much, Phil, for that introduction. And I wanted to just welcome you all and uh, ask, what's up, conscious entrepreneurs? Wait, what does that mean, conscious entrepreneurs? Well, stick around to find out. You're in the right place and tuned in to a higher frequency for business. All right. So welcome to the Billion Dollar Mind podcast with me, Tate, and members of the New Media Collective, as well as our co-moderators today, Phil, Raj, and Anthony. So it's amazing to see everybody here in the room today. Uh, This is a safe space for you to be authentic and honest with your struggles and success in your business and your life. Welcome. Uh, well, I already said that. Oh, my goodness. Our single purpose is to inspire you and to model abundance for good. So I'm really super stoked to be announcing that coming soon, we have a premium service to benefit your conscious business growth with the New Media Collective. Come on in with the members you already trust in the New Media Collective. So stay tuned for November 1st announcement. All right. You'll not want to miss this. So let's get down to some business here. Discussion today is how to exonerate your business and struggle leads to success. But before we start, I want to let you know that you can join us on stage two. Twice a week, every Tuesday, Thursday, 3 p.m. Mountain Time, set a reminder and come contribute to our discussions. Best of all, hey, record your voice on the Billion Dollar Mind podcast. I love that. I love the ability to share that value out to people here from the New Media Collective. So our topic, exonerate your business, struggle leads to success. Uh, Let's share the mic and hear your brief introduction as well as uh, your biggest struggle if you have that on your mind with your business right now. So I'm going to shift the mic over and uh, starting with uh, Anthony Sabatino, one of our X-Mind members. Uh, the mic is yours. Just a brief intro and what's a big struggle that you see or you see your clients having? Yeah. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, so my name is Anthony Sabatino. Um, I am the CEO and founder of my company, ASTF Solutions. Uh, we're located here in New York City. Uh, basically what we are is we're a business consulting company. So, uh, me or someone from my team will be working with businesses, uh, usually based around brand leverage as well as company delegation and company structure. Um, so that's a little bit about what we do. Um, and in terms of a struggle, um, one of the things that I think every business struggles with, and I can definitely include myself in this is always just the envisioning of whatever that next level is, right? I think a lot of times we struggle with upper limit beliefs. So I think it's just kind of a dialect of that. Um, I think no matter how big you get, I think there's always some, some, you know, general understanding of confusion of how big can you get. And when you're kind of lower at the bottom, just starting out, I think that same exact problem is translated into, you know, how do I just get to the next step? Right. Um, but overall, I would say for me personally, it's always just breaking through upper limit issues is basically how great can it, can, can it be? Um, I think I'm in a constant um, translation every day, every week, every month, every year to kind of hone in just how great things can be. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Anthony. And can you repeat for us what you said? Do you say upper level beliefs, higher level upper, beliefs? Upper limit beliefs, which are basically we have these, you know, conscious disconnects of how the next level of whatever it means in our life. So in our business and our relationships and our, you know, families and things like that we always have these upper limit beliefs meaning we are kind of in a, an illusion between what we think we can accomplish and what life can actually bring us wow that's so beautiful i love it upper limit beliefs it reminds me of uh you know the concept of a glass ceiling i know that means something completely different but we can see through it but we get to it and we get we bump our heads. So thanks for the share. I appreciate it, Anthony. Phil, better. I'm going to send the mic to you. You don't struggle with anything. Do you? You're just constantly having a cruise through life, right? You're just enjoying life. 
I wish that was true, that I was able just to cruise through life. But I do have uh, some limiting beliefs that uh, I struggle with. Um, Being the podcast mogul, I sometimes say, oh, I know everything there is about podcasting. And I keep questioning myself occasionally, like, why will people listen to me? But it's every time I get on the, the mic and talk with you, Tate, or in this group, or any one of the clients that I have, I get reassured that it's... It's true that I I do know what I'm talking about, and it's just that limiting belief that uh, an imposter syndrome that I'm still dealing with dealing with since I'm so still early in my entrepreneurial journey. Oh my goodness, I missed the unmute button. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Thanks so much. Um, we don't know what we don't know. Sometimes it's nice to be in a group like this where something can inspire us to remember what we don't know that we don't know yet. So, thanks, Phil. Hey, Raj Singh, just in from the Mendable Room where you're doing an amazing service. I would love to hand the mic over to you, my friend. Again, Raj, you don't struggle with a thing, do you? Um, <laughs> that's not the case, my friend. Um, I have struggled with things in the past. Um, as I've explained, and I've, and I've probably told my story so many times that the, that the real needs to be replaced. You know, So um, I think... Sometimes what happens is um, your past experiences makes you the person you are today. And I think struggles make you hungry for success. Um, and um, I believe in that, um, um, that if you have a great mindset, I think mental state is really important. Um, I think you will be very successful. Sorry, I'll, I do apologize. I had a phone call. Um, <laughs> no problem, Rod. Yeah, the phone call. I'm really sorry. Yeah, and um, the the I mean the thing is that the most like the most struggling thing that I that I kind of come across from clients is that there's two things. One is financial, and two is the ability to do everything themselves where nobody can you know so um, I think sometimes you just need to delegate or get someone else to help you you know I think sometimes just putting your hand down saying I need help is um, is a it's a good thing to do I do it sometimes I need help and I put my hand out you know and um, yeah so I'm gonna uh, appreciate it very much it's hard to ask for help That's why it's so nice to be in a conscious community like we have started and we're building here in the New Media Collective where nobody is behind and nobody is forward, so to speak. Together, we are all one and it's a safe place for people to share that information and get help from it as well. So Raj, whatever we can do to limit and lower and just remove the boundaries for people asking for success or asking for help. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. So I want to welcome those in the audience. We're starting to fill the room up. It's great to see you all. If you're in the audience and you'd like to come up on stage to share, simply tap the raise hand feature and we'll let you up on stage. We do record our room to our billion dollar growth sorry, Billion Dollar Mind podcast. So if you come up onto the stage, you risk recording your valuable business and life uh, advice into our podcast, right? So come up on stage. Everyone's welcome. Low pressure. Nobody has to be better than anyone else. That's what this room's about. Conscious, uh, authentic entrepreneurs that want to serve value and make a difference in other people's lives. So Queen V, the newest member of our amazing Comod community and our ex-mind, our mastermind, I want to give the mic to you, my friend. Uh, Share any struggle that you have had recently and a little bit about who you are. Queen V may be off. uh, Oh, there she is. I apologize. I didn't catch my name being called, but greetings, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well today, and I'm glad to see you, Tate. And once again, I'm in my car at uh, 5 o'clock, and I, I get to join the conversation. I'm so excited. Thank you for being so consistent and so oh, um, willing bet. to help other people, Tate. You bet. Great to so, have you. Thank you. So, um, 
I don't know. I just I don't really look at things as being a struggle. Uh, I try to be like you know just so happy just to be here, um, just to go through it all. But um, one thing about I'm just gonna say personally, um, something that is, I guess it could be called a struggle if you look at it. It's um like being in the industry I'm in, which is like a video production, television, um, you know, like local producing commercials and um, you know, bits for for small businesses and nonprofits. Um, now in today's age, everyone can, well, they can't. Everyone can't can has access to a camera with their phone, but but everyone can't produce a quality video. You know, like um, and that's something that that has been um an obstacle lately um the past couple of years few years you know with people having their own uh, access to their own camera equipment producing videos and then basically coming to us to, to do some post-production based on um the quality wasn't there so i mean just kind of restructuring what you do to go around um this new video trend that everyone basically is creating content when you're used to just con- being one of the main um content creators um in the industry if you do you understand what i'm saying or am i just rambling no no you're not you have such a great uh you're bringing forth a circumstance that i have often referred to in the past as video killed the radio star um but it's almost like you know youtube killed the media company but it's not a killing it's what it is is kind of a rebirth actually because so many people are starting to become more interested and see the rich content available for themselves but see here's the beautiful thing i think people like yourself that are doing uh, media production in a quality way who have the experience i mean you can tell people hey go off for a few weeks and do your own uh, producing. Go for it. Try it. And uh, I will be here when you come on back and say, okay, what the hell was I just thinking? <laughs> I can't do all of this. And so what's beautiful is that uh, the service doesn't end. I think that it just expands the number of people getting interested in that service. And so I don't know if you found that you found some more clients when you just kind of look around at some of the so, yeah, some of some of the some of the YouTube channels that may be growing and kind of watching them grow and reaching out and saying, "Well, hey, you want some assistance? Have you had any uh, success reaching out in that way to people?" Um, well, I just kind of most of the clients that we have basically just come to us, so I haven't really, um, I really haven't reached out to uh, customers. Which I think in the next um, year. Um, 2022. Uh, that's one of my goals is to work on um, email lists and and marketing and um, see if I want to bring on um, some more clients. I'm done speaking. This is Valerie. Thanks, Valerie. Um, I love it. I mean, for a long time, businesses have this consistent flow of uh, leads, and sometimes uh, we start to realize, hey. You know, there's a whole new place and space. So really appreciate it. Love the work you're doing with Spot TV. And uh, so. Christopher Lemieux. Now, I have another question here. How have you discovered help with the struggle? So, you know, that very same struggle that you were going through before, I think we mentioned this idea of upper limit beliefs from Anthony. Uh, and from, uh, don't know what I don't know from Phil, kind of that uh, Joe Hari window, I think is the technical name for that. And then mindfulness, asking for help from Raj. And of course, uh, from Queen V, from Valerie, we were having uh, a, you talk about uh, lead generation. Um, and where to go with it. So 
I would like to challenge our folks on stage to take a different and how have you discovered help with this? And so uh, I'll go first to Anthony Sabatino uh, and talk about upper limit beliefs and, and how you coach your clients and how you yourself overcome that upper limit belief struggle. Yeah, so it's actually really interesting. So it's one of the most tried and true um, pieces of advice that people give. And, you, you know, the beautiful thing about tried and true piece of advice is it's tried and true for a reason, right? So in terms of, you know, really helping and soothing the upper limit belief issue that pretty much everybody handles in some way, shape, or form in their own way, the biggest thing that I have found that I absolutely always tell, you know, my clients and, and people that I work with, but it goes deeper than I think just this one piece of advice. But at the end of the day, I truly, truly believe it always comes down to monitoring your surroundings and what it is you are consuming on an everyday basis. And the reason is this. I think everybody knows, and this is the try and true piece of advice I was referring to, you know, you become the product of your environment, right? So once Basically, that once you're in this environment, it becomes very easy to place these boundaries around what it is that you think you can accomplish based on the limitations of your environment that you have been basically poured into the entire time of your life, right? So it can become very difficult to imagine a world where more is capable than everything that is around you, right? Because you don't really know any difference. So it becomes very difficult to kind of manifest that just blatantly internally, right? So one of the best ways that you can aid an upper limit belief and an upper limit issue in general is to then switch up your environment to higher achieving items or whatever that means. Could be higher achieving people, could be higher financial returns in different businesses, could be a hundred different things, right? But switching up your environment can absolutely help a lot in shifting your perspective of an upper limit belief. And that is absolutely what I've done. I've made it a conscious effort to always surround myself with extremely high achieving people and people who always force me to level up. And I think that is the major key is you, you don't want to necessarily always bank on yourself to do it from within surrounding yourself from people all around you allows you to have the catalyst to bring it from within you, which is our, you know, basically has been there the entire time, but that's basically what I would say. Beautiful, Anthony. I would like to split off and ask everyone on stage as a subtopic of this response that you that you're talking about changing your environment monitoring your surroundings we are a product of our environment you know you are what you eat they say so you become a french fry you know if you eat french fries every single meal so to speak uh, so each person i would like to set this question out here uh, the monitoring of your own surroundings, product of your environment. How have you switched up your environment uh, in order to have greater success, greater enjoyment of your business and life? So I'd like to split that response that Anthony set off and go to Raj and ask, Raj, you know, what's a way that, that you have changed your environment um, to – uh, leverage more success, as Anthony was saying. Hey, that is a very good question um, because I think there's um, a lot that goes into changing your environment. So um, I would say that one thing is just cutting out the negativity, right? So because uh, mindset is so important and. We talk a lot about manifesting, and manifesting is quite important as well. Because, and I'll tell you why. I was in a position um, many, many years ago where I was out of work. I lost my job. I, funny enough, I was in a, in a nine-to-five job. I was never an entrepreneur. I just became an entrepreneur in 2014, so it's not been long. But before that, I did have a few businesses on the side. So I was like a DJ, you know, I was producing music and so forth. Um, but it's only in 2014 where I became a proper entrepreneur and I've got now about four businesses that I run. So two, so one of the two, sorry, two of the four is a record label and a PR agency and, and the other two are obviously like one is music related and the other is something else. But moving on from that, uh, um, the idea was that I had to change my mindset because I had to manifest and I had to manifest for what I wanted in life. So the idea was that I had to write down things. Now, you, now, if you write down things and you see them every day and you tell yourself that this is what I want, you, you will achieve it. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be status. It doesn't have to be money. It could be anything that you want to achieve. So I achieved all things, you know. 
Um, but also, I think the most important thing is to actually cut out the negative people and the negativity just generally in the environment that clearly Anthony have mentioned as well. I think that's a very, very good point actually made. If it's your environment, it's so important. If you have a positive, uh, forward-thinking environment, you will succeed in business and in life. And um, I'm just going to briefly mention that my environment was like that. So I would go back to 1990, my father lost everything. Then he changed his mindset. He uh, achieved what he could during that period. When we were old enough, we earned money, pulled together as a family, we brought a house, and it's always been a trajectory that's gone up, you know? And it's always gone up and it's still going up. And I'm really thankful for that because it's down to our mindset and it's down to the environment that we changed. So we got rid of a lot of negativity in our family, you know, and just generally me as me now, I could count my friends on my on my hand. I could count the people I could trust on my hand, you know. Um, and it's like sometimes people can't even do that, you know. And I could count five people on my hand that I can call today and they'll be here for me right now, you know. So I think it's about just cutting out the negativity, getting rid of what you don't need in life, you know. Um, mm, hope that answers. That's beautiful. Yeah, it absolutely does. And Raj, I must say, I absolutely love your attitude because I know that you have announced and, and shared in this room, very this very room, uh, some of the struggles in the past you've had with uh, people being threatened by an introduction you might have given that is really well put and well, well put together and that you've moved through that and found places uh, that are more nurturing, right? And so thanks for that. I really appreciate it. I'm going to hand over the mic to Mr. Better to see what uh, what a few changed uh, per Anthony's uh, sub-comment about uh, changing environment or noticing things and shifting. Mike is yours, my friend. Oop, Phil may have been swallowed by the podcast. You might be busy doing some podcast stuff. So let me switch over to Valerie. Valerie, the mic is yours. Okay. Hi, this is Valerie Queen B. And um, I'm trying to understand the question is, is it changing your environment to change your, to change your yeah. outcome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're discussing? yeah, like what, uh, how have you monitored your surroundings so that you can become a a more successful version of yourself and switch up your environment uh, just to have a more enjoyable life and business? Well, I believe uh, my environment um, has a lot to do with my outcome because I I work a lot from home. So therefore I get more involved with home activities sometimes over um, professional activities. But changing my environment, meaning um, just try to um, participate in more uh, events and community building projects, to me has um, helped with networking and, and staying more involved in my community, which leads to leads and business. So um, that's my answer. I'm Valerie, and I'm done speaking from Queen Bee. Mm, thanks so much. The involvement in the community beautiful. Thanks. Uh, Phil was busy doing some podcast stuff here, so we'll come back to him in a moment. But Anthony, that was such a really deep uh, secondary question about uh, upper limit beliefs. So uh, let's move on to our next struggle, which was don't, I don't know what I don't know, which is Phil's struggle uh, currently. So Phil, are you with us yet again or shall, oh, there he is. No problem. You got all the buttons and dials going on over there. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that, Tate. I was pay I was half paying attention to the conversation and trying to get us uh, some more listens on our podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's my feeling that I don't know what I actually know. And trying to deal with that that struggle of just since I'm so still young in my entrepreneurial journey I'm only a year in 
and I'm like figuring out that, yeah, I may know, I think I may know stuff and it's, it's scary presenting it to these individuals who already have had these successes and be worrisome that like when I say my price, am I really pricing it at the proper points? It's a lot of things like it, it causes imposter syndrome for me. That's uh, the biggest really struggle I have if I can kind of elaborate. <clears throat> oh, that's incredible. I don't, I don't know anyone who hasn't felt imposter syndrome and it's great that you're recognizing it and calling it out. And that's awesome. All right, let's move on here to our mindfulness. Uh, that struggle for mindfulness and asking for help. Um, Raj, what's been the biggest uh, difference maker for you when it comes to asking for help? Uh, and uh, how have you discovered help with this? Um, help I have had in my, in my business, if I'm honest. Um, and it's... Um, I've actually got a, a business coach, funny enough, and he's a very good friend of mine I've known for over 25 years. And um, he's, in my, he's in my team, he gets paid. Um, it doesn't mean just because he's a friend of mine, he won't get paid, he gets paid and he gets paid well. Um, he's a business coach and he's a digital marketing strategist. So at times um, I think to him, um, um, that I need this done and it's done and what that does is that me asking for help and it takes away the pressures and I can delegate but I'm also looking to uh, potentially in the near distant future which is probably in the next few months look to hire a VA and um, surprisingly enough in the audience especially in the speaker section we've got Ariel and Ariel is a very 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 good VA mm-hmm. You know, she does a lot of great work. Um, I mean, this is where she is, and she does some really fantastic work. Um, and I am looking to potentially employ her, or I'm looking to get her to be part of um, my team, because that will take extra pressure away. And that means pulling my hand out, because sometimes, as business owners, we can be quite egotistic and think we don't need the help, but you do. You know, because my people work on your business, not in your business, you know, and I wouldn't be working on my business and work out how I can take it forward, you know, and what I need to do to take it forward. Because sometimes you lose sight of that if you're working in your business, you know. So I, that's what I do. And in my personal life, if I need help, I just ask my parents. <laughs> that's a simple thing, you know, all my sisters, you know, but it's really rare. But when I do, I do, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to control everything. That's a big lesson for us entrepreneurs, right? Letting go in a strategic way uh, that serves our values with someone like Ariel. And I'm glad to have Ariel join us up on stage. I would love for you to introduce yourself. I know you mentioned you have a little one that might be making noise, but who cares? This is an open podcast for you to share. So Ariel, I'd love to hear you know, your introduction and anything you want to add on to what Raj said. Thank you guys. Sorry. I'm like trying to feed the baby at the same time. Um, He's one. Uh, But um, so I'm a virtual assistant. um, And so it's funny that Raj, Raj's struggle is, um, you know, asking for help because I have the same exact struggle too. You know, and as my business is growing, I'm having to outsource things here and there. Like, I want to build a course for other other women who want to do this. And so I obviously don't have the time to manage all my clients and build a course and a website and of this and of that, you know, and it's okay, you know, and I think I help people and people outsource to me. But sometimes, you know, I have to I have to outsource to others. You know, just like with childcare, when we um, have our kids, we need to have time for ourselves and work and do things that are important to make money for them. And so we outsource to what? A daycare or a babysitter or a nanny. You know, it's just as simple as that. Um, and so that's, that, that's my struggle as well. Um, I mean, just realizing that I can't be everywhere and do everything at the same time, you know, and 
I think it's important as an entrepreneur, business owner, whatever you want to call it, um, to realize that because although, you know, we may think that we know how to do things a certain way and we want them done a certain way, you know, there are people out there who can probably do it better than us and we can pay them for it, you know? And so that's just, uh, that's just a lesson that everyone has to learn sometimes. Wow. Ariel, I'm blown away by your business acumen. It's so amazing to have you on stage. And I'm so glad that you chose to share what you just did. Uh, and your connection to Raj and Raj's connection to us. And, you know, it's really interesting in this room and this community, uh, we are truly a collective and, you know, we're just business people who are human beings. You know, we're not, uh, we're not these automatronic, um, you know, people who are constantly, I don't know, I'm thinking of like, you know, I am only thinking about growth. I don't want to talk about a human aspect. I, you know, that kind of sort, I guess, 20th century, late 20th century mindset of, uh, you know, of um, uh, Wolf on Wall Street kind of thing. Uh, greed is good. Uh, you know what I say? I would say get up on that stage and say gratitude is good. Uh, it's a it's an open and affirming place that we have here to share, and I really appreciate Ariel your uh, sharing into the community. Also, everybody in the room, uh, and those of you listening to our podcast, if you come into our clubhouse room, clubhouse has a new feature. It's a link at the very top of the page. Anyone in this room can tap on the top link, and that link is going to be on the podcast link too, so you can register to become part of the New Media Collective, uh, and all of the collective membership uh, is the only investment is your time and energy. Um, so we are excited to be announcing that we are providing some more services starting uh, November 1st. We will announce it and we'll start shortly thereafter. Uh, some premium services that are efficient, effective, and be a beautiful investment for your business. So I want to welcome Najiri on stage. And Najiri, please, if I pronounced your name incorrectly, forgive me. Najiri, would you like to introduce yourself, my friend, and maybe share what you've had some struggles with in your business? Sure. And you did pronounce it correctly. It is Najiri. Yay. <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is Najiri Watkins. I'm the business intelligence and data analyst. Um, I have been a solopreneur for 12 years. So I absolutely have had struggles. Um, you you can't be in business without without struggles, but it has definitely um, made me a more beautiful person from the human experience going through those challenges. So I embrace them um, as part of the journey. And um, I definitely think that um, my life actually does mirror my business and so much of my business is I would say 50% personal development and personal growth as much as it is um, business development and business growth so that's been my journey um, I have definitely found that um, you know there have been times in my business where um, there have been growth periods there have been time of stagnation um, there have been times where you know, things have taken a, a dip. Um, but if I were to say in a nutshell, you know, kind of the three areas that I've learned the most in business with to, to help me be successful would be one, to have continuous the feedback loop around customer discovery and understanding your customer. Um, the second would be to Ensure that you're always um, nurturing your customers. So this is more specifically around you know, CRM and, 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 and marketing, um, ensuring that you are staying on top of that. And then um, the third piece would be always consider fine-tuning your product, the product itself. 
You know, what I've found is an entrepreneur, it's been hard to do all of those things simultaneously. You know, there have been seasons where I've excelled in one area and, um, you know, fallen back on the others, but it's really critical to do all three things um, to ensure that you have that steady flow of a cash flow as well as lead gen, um, as well as you know, serving and providing, you know, excellence for your customer. That's what I would say. Okay, Najiri, you get you get the trophy today for dropping three beautiful <laughs> struggles to success. I love it. I can really tell uh, your experience comes through and what you said about understanding that life mirrors my business. Uh, that's at least 50% of us as business owners is our own personal growth. So such a beautiful thing. Jerry, you get you get the trophy today. Actually, you had four. Oh, so. my goodness. Thanks. I literally was just coming in to get ready to start a room, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's see who's on. So sometimes these are the best conversations. You're not planning on coming on. You're not planning on saying anything, but, you know, so happy to be here. Thank you for holding space, and, and great to connect with you folks. I prefer oh. the smaller rooms on a personal yeah. note. That's where you can really have those connections. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome, Najiri. And by the way, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, do not come and join us in the clubhouse. We want to stay small. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what we'll do, actually, and since you mentioned it, Jiri, is uh, when we are in our clubhouse, uh, we will do a system to where we have a smaller amount of people up on stage and we'll cycle through in the future as we grow so that we can keep these conversations intimate, engaging, and timely. And that's kind of what we'll do. So thanks so much, Jiri. And it is kismet and synchronicity that we had you join us. Oh, let's see. So much beautiful information from struggle to success, and I kind of have lost my place, which probably means that if anyone has anything you would like to add to this conversation, my moderation job has become confused to a point where I think it's your turn to share, right? So if you want to flash your mic and you have anything to add to this beautiful clay sculpture of business growth and uh, from struggle to success, just flash your mic at any time here okay and as i'm seeing no flashing mics i'm going to look at my notes here so we talked about our uh struggles to success and what we're struggling with fine-tuning uh you know what it is that um we we're doing about it and how have you discovered help with this and uh i would say the last question i have to round out the room today is now conceptualize the struggle as one side of a coin where the other side of the coin we flip it over is the success and what i mean by that is that struggle and success are one coin so on one side is the struggle of upper limit beliefs don't know what i don't know uh, not mindful but on that other side of the coin is something different so my question is What's waiting on the other side of the struggle for you? What's waiting on the other side of the struggle? And so what I'm going to do here is just allow you to chime in as you wish, popcorn style. So what's waiting for you on the other side of your struggle? Do I have anybody that would like to chime in? Raj! Thanks for saving the day. <laughs> I, would say, I would say saving the day, my friend. Um, I would say the struggle always. So the way I'm going to put it is where there's a negative, there's always a positive, right? So where there's a positive, there's always a negative. So if you're talking about struggle, I'm always going to look at that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right, so you're always going to see some form of end to your struggle. You're going to see some form of success coming, right? But the only way you're going to see that success coming is by helping yourself. Now, 
as you all are aware, my son, well, my middle name, Singh, right? And I am from a Punjabi Sikh culture or religion. Okay. Now, our first guru, Guru Nanak, said, if you don't help yourself, I can't help you. Right? So that has to be taken into life in general. You have to help yourself before anybody else can help you. So um, in that sense, um, a struggle will always have a positive outcome because things have to get bad for them to get better. And sometimes things go so good that they have to get bad again for them to get better. You know, So it's a life cycle that we have to accept. And sometimes we just go and ride the roller coaster, right? And then get off when we choose and get on when we choose, you know? So I'm going to pass it back to you, Tate. Introspective as all get out. I love it. Um, yeah, some, sometimes, you know, in my mind, I think of the energy between the positive and the negative. And that's how, you know, electricity sort of functions that, you know, back and forth of magnets create that energy to spin the stator motor. And if we didn't have the negative and the positive both, well, then we wouldn't have any energy at all. So very beautifully said, Raj. Thank you. Thank you so much. What else? Does anyone else have anything to add on top of that beautiful conversation? And just to kind of reset our room here, um, we're talking about struggle to success, right? What we struggle with often becomes our successes. We just don't see it that way. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, Anthony, I see you blinking your mic. Take it away. Yeah, okay. so it's funny. So I know we even spoke about this on the phone the other day. Um, one of the best ways I think we can gauge this whole two sides of the coin, but still the one coin type of, uh, you know, understanding is really just comes down to our relationship with each side of those coins right it's everything that we look at as positive and negative is completely determined by what we label as positive and negative right it's just as valuable and it's just as valid to look at a positive as a negative as a negative as a positive right it really it comes down to a litany of different factors right it comes down to you know how you grew up you know different environments that you're in what you value what you don't value so a lot of things matter but at the end of the day, what's really at its core is, is our relationship with both sides of those coins. Because if we were able to kind of take a bird's eye view of the coin itself and see that the fact that the coin is just one, meaning that the positive and negative situations in our lives that we're facing are in fact all in oneness, well, that would give you a different relationship, which would then change your perspective on what is positive and negative. So if we kind of just gauge ourselves when we face things that are positive and negative, and instead, as lab instead of labeling them as, oh, that was really good for me, or oh, that was really bad for me, and then diving down that rabbit hole each direction, what if we just looked at that differently and kind of pursued a different relationship with those two factors? And instead of saying one thing is good for me and one thing is bad for me, why can't it all just be for your own good? Are you, you're speaking of this holistic idea of oneness, uh, Reverend Anthony. I love it. Uh, it's, it's so cool to, I know you're not a reverend, but, um, the idea is that, uh, we are more one and whole in our thinking than we are separate. And, uh, there's like two sides of the coin. Obviously we've spoken about, it's almost like right brain, left brain, where the left brain wants to dismantle things and, you know, take them apart and discover them in data analysis, all of this stuff. And yet the right side of the brain is this idea of the whole and combining the two where they meet is really where business is for us, I think. So Anthony, what a, what a very deep, uh, cognizant, um, uh, response. I love that. Um, that's why you are such an amazing business strategist, I think, is that you don't just look at the, you know, um, the right and left, the up and down. You look at the whole, and that's important, I think. So thanks, Anthony. Um, I want to welcome Ife onto our stage. Ife, my friend, it is so amazing to see you. We're talking struggle to success today, and I would love for you to introduce yourself and 
perhaps share one struggle you're having uh, and how you see the other side of that struggle. I know that's a lot, but I think you can handle that. <laughs> so Ife, the mic is yours. All right, awesome. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of this, of this space where we're having high-level conversations, but, you know, going through the process of what it is to be in business and be an entrepreneur. Um, so here is a quick intro to what I do. I've been an entertainment entrepreneur for 10-plus years, um, more so in the music space. I'm a music manager. Um, I work with a few artists, some outside of the United States. Um, shout out to Black Orchid. It was her birthday yesterday. Um, she's an artist and a producer. Um, <clears throat> I also work with Dee Blaze Pyro, and I work with Juan underscore Marco 8, and I do the booking for two national recording artists, Coco Banco and Light Skin Keisha, and I work with two sync licensing companies. And on the 13th of this month, I was officially signed on as a freshman publicist with PR and Arts Agency. And all these accomplishments happened this year, but it took 10 years of bumping my head, learning learning the entertainment game, and actually picking up stuff that I wasn't comfortable with. Like, I'm not comfortable doing bookings before I wasn't, but, you know, I am now. And it's just adding tools to the toolbox. So <clears throat> I've had situations where a whole roster of artists left left my indie label because they they wanted to quit and they had an out and they took it. And I was depressed for a few months. But the thing is, when you put so much time into your craft, you know, there's the 10 years rule or the 10,000 hours to become a master, um, you, you just don't quit. You, you find new avenues. You learn who to work with and who not. And one of the biggest things in in the realm that I'm in, you have to be quick to identify if somebody is actually worth engaging with or worth, worth collaborating or doing business with. So that comes with time. So I've had good experiences. I've had bad experiences. But those experiences, whether they were completely terrible in the moment, I learned from them, and that got me to the point where I am now. And um, shout out to Raj, um, who I consider like a big brother to me, who's up on this stage as well, uh, would probably would not have met him if it wasn't for this Clubhouse app. But I'm thankful for people like him having high-level conversations, um, honor, on, honoring each other, having respect for each other, and just having a true spirit of collaboration. So I'm thankful for this space and, you know, the ups, downs, in-betweens, the good, bad, and the ugly got me, got me to this point, and I'm thankful for it. Oh, wow. Ife, thank you. Uh, the length of time before the boom, right? And sticking with it, perseverance, it's a struggle. But since you've done it, now it's coming to fruition. And a lot of that has to do with who values you and who doesn't. Who values me and who doesn't. Very we true. spend, yeah, we spend so much time pouring value out to people. And it's good to know who's receiving that value authentically and who isn't. And so that's why I love this space that we join in every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Mountain called the New Media Collective Clubhouse Room and our podcast, uh, The Billion Dollar Mind. So what we are is sort of a clearinghouse for authenticity, a way for people to network together who really are at that level. Uh, I just loved all of the value brought in today from everyone, and I encourage you to come back to us next Tuesday, every Tuesday, Thursday, 3 p.m. Mountain. And so I'm going to kind of run the room down now, and, you know, what's waiting on the other side of the struggle? I would encourage all of you listening to right now take a moment and just be mindful or journal or write down some notes on what's waiting on the other side of the struggle you're feeling right now. Right now, I don't have enough leads. Right now, I don't have enough conversions. Great, write it down. And then just spend some time with that in your mind. See what comes up. What's going to be on the other side? If I don't have enough leads right now, maybe that's because I'm avoiding the thousands of leads that are worthless, the thousands of leads that will keep me in the rat race that will never pan out, right? 
So there's always something beautiful on the other side of the struggle. So thank you so much for joining us all today up on stage. Uh, Phil and Raj, Ariel, Ife, Valerie. Oh, it's so great to see you. And I know that we had uh, one of our other members that had to leave a little early and others have come in too. So with that, if you enjoyed today's podcast, A Billion Dollar Mind, please help us out and share it with a friend. Be sure to tell them to subscribe on their favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, Google, we're on the majors. And if you'd like to record your story to our Billion Dollar Mind podcast, come on over and join us Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Mountain over on the Clubhouse app. And finally, help change lives, starting with yours, by joining the BDG New Media Collective. We are your conscious online success community. We are rapidly expanding with almost 300 members over in our private Facebook group and about 210 over here on Clubhouse with a goal of over 1,000 by the beginning of next year. And I just wanted to recall that earlier I said we are excited that we'll be announcing on November 1st uh, exactly what we're going to be offering for you so that you can make a conscious investment in your future. And we're going to be offering a tier two level of the New Media Collective for you to come in and access even more beautiful services. So I am excited for that. And we usually uh, like to end our room here with some celebration. So I, I end the room by giving a countdown. So feel free to unmike and just celebrate, say goodbye to each other. And so I'll be ending this room in five. Take care, guys. Good night from here in Utah.